0: Ben Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David
2: Moulton. And I'm Ben Ketchum. What's what's up? up? David, your introduction had a a hint of question at the end. You were like, I'm David Moulton. Yeah.
1: Well, Well, I'm curious.
2: Are we going through something? It's an identity thing. Okay.
1: You know, I, I lost the beard. Right. It's coming back. Like, I see you found part of it. Yeah, it's like, who am I this right, morning? I looked right. in the I looked in the mirror and I was like, "What's this hairline doing? <laughs> it's not do coming you, forward." Do I, <laughs> do I? need to be concerned? <laughs> <laughs> Should we think about changing the hairstyle? Oh shit! Maybe not. What? Maybe. When does it look desperate? Oh my god! I. Wait. <laughs> and why was it years ago? <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I, I, I want to, you know, you're working through your identity. I'm working through my own. Right. We're working through our issues together. This is what we do. Nothing if not personal growth. Right. On this show. And I have decided that this is the episode 248. <laughs> this is the one in which Penn turns over a new leaf. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to grow up right before your very eyes. In front of me. Yep. Yep. And if, if you listeners listen carefully, You will notice that on today's show, there are two movies listed in our trailers that are being released by Amazon Prime, and I am not going to refer to them as anything except movies. Mm. We all know by now what they are. Now, one of them I didn't know was... Was well, I don't know. They might do. They might get a tricky release or whatever. But right. neither one of them said anything about select theaters or coming to a theater near the year or anything. Else. But it doesn't matter because I'm tr- I'm turning over a new leaf. But the second one I put on there because it tied into sure news. Right. It, I'm just saying now that I'm so grown up. Right. I'm going to look at these movies, even though they're being released in a different place, other besides maybe a movie theater. Right. You know. But I'm going to try to be a big boy about it because I think I should set a more positive tone about the medium that we all know and love. It only took five years. That's it. It's beautiful. I'm
1: so emotional right now.
2: (laughs) I'm also trying to figure out what to do, because I I picked up this pen, and when I took the lid off, I saw it had no butt. Oh, no. It's a buttless pen. It's a buttless pen. Yeah, so that's going to bother me all afternoon. But I'm going to, again... On account of being so grown up and mature.
1: Speaking of being grown up and mature. Yeah. Oh boy. Your pen missing its butt. Yeah. In high school, I wrote a rap that people still (laughs) from high school refer to me. It had more lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. But.
0: But this was the song. (laughs) Okay.
1: B to the U to the double double T. My butt (laughs) fell off. My what? My butt fell off. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. To this day, I am amazed how you don't have a record deal. I know, and I don't know why. I don't remember why that came up, but. E to the U to the double double T. My butt fell off. What? Well, my butt fell off. But oh, what? Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hope somebody, if God forbid, a million years from now, <laughs> if I, if you go before I do. Can hey, I wrap that at your at please, my eulogy? And please. then no introduction and no explanation afterwards. One time he told me these
1: words and they stuck with me. <laughs> Forever. B to the U to the top.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's funnier if there's no explanation. Okay. I think you wear a suit, full-on suit, dark suit, mm-hmm. you know, all somber, walk up to the podium <laughs> with, with, like, pages and pages of notes, you yeah. know, but then you don't, I mean, you just read it. That's it. it. Right. <laughs> you say it
1: B to the U B to the U to the double to the double, double, double T my butt fell off and then someone in the crowd yeah.
2: well, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> my butt right, fell right. off uh huh <laughs> alright so write us in if you want to volunteer podcast at Penn Center. if you want to be the person who yells what what what
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now you have to think that you're going to outlive me which is pretty right <laughs> substantial yeah right <laughs> so mean, you got to be a spring chicken we yeah. want we want some of the young youngsters <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so
1: we're kind of a light week this light week. week.
2: Yep, that's yeah. all right. It's January. I mean, this is typical. We are going through a very typical season mm-hmm. for January, and this is what I've said. You've heard me say it every year. It's it's kind of the same as September. September and early October is a little bit more of like I call it like a mystery box because there's movies that the studios don't really know what they have, you know, and they so they release them in September. And it, some of the movies stink. Well, I, I would even say most of them. But some of the movies in September are like gems. You know what I mean? They, they turn out to be really amazing hidden, hidden gems. And you're like, oh, yeah, I love it. And I always enjoy going to see a movie in September. Um, there's no hype. There's no expectations. There's no, you know, projected grosses or anything like that. It's just some movie that somebody wrote and somebody made. And some usually it's a paycheck movie, some, you know, big A-lister excuse me decided to to do it they're paying him 3 million bucks you know probably for a week of work or something like that mm-hmm. and, but sometimes those movies turn out to be really great january is a little bit different the quality of movie in january is better because they're typically leading up to the oscar season you know what i mean so oh. so the the wide releases this year have been sort of the exception of the rule iss beekeeper you know some of these movies that are fun but they're not great. But we're, what, what you're doing a lot of business with this year is Holdovers, um, Boys in the Boat, American Fiction. Well, American Fiction is no longer here, but um, you know what I mean? Some of the more Oscar-baity you know, movies. Oppenheimer was in, um, in IMAX this week. Uh, Barbie came back. You know, So you have sort of some of these Oscar movies that people are trying to, they're getting excited for the Oscars and they're like, oh, well, I didn't see you know, poor things yet. I want to see that Emma Stone movie. You know, yeah. I didn't see this other thing. So in in January, and January typically is a holdover from Christmas. You have Christmas movies. You know, so typically we would still be getting a lot of juice out of a Star Wars movie. You know, this year Disney was Disney sat out Christmas. So the the movie the my my point in all of this is that commercially, it's a slow time of year. But product-wise, there's a lot of content, and and this year in particular, there's a lot of good movies out. Like right mm-hmm. now, I could, you say what's the best movie in the building? I gotta I gotta ask you what kind of movie you want to see. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's mm-hmm. there's a great comedy, there's a great musical, there's a great action movie, there's a great drama. You know, there's all kinds of good stuff. Even the kids movie Migration, which has been out for what six weeks now, um, is is great. I think I talked about it on the yeah. show around Christmas time. So, so yeah, so it's been pretty slow in the movie business, uh, as per usual, and that's uh, not just in lit; it's nationally. I mean, it's reflected in the news. There's not much news. Uh, the trailers are a little bit random. Although I will say, just to tease the trailer section, I thought these were. I thought every single one of these trailers was good. All but one for uh, me. All but one. Yeah, Roadhouse was dumb, right? No, no, not Roadhouse. Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. Did oh you watch them? yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I did. I did watch all of them, and and. All but two were, were Road good. Roadhouse looks great. Roadhouse looks awful. Get out of town. Okay,
1: so let's let's not get ahead of They're ourselves, David. They're Jake Gyllenhaal should have been up for awards for it. <laughs> right. I'm <Yeah>. not
2: kidding. <laughs> right. I'm, did you
0: watch the Roadhouse trailer? <laughs> uh,
2: the new one? With yes, I literally just watched it. All of it. With the sound on. And I didn't do anything while I was watching it, and I thought it would look fine. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to. I'm kind of, kind of joking that it looks like crap. I'm not saying it looks like crap, but Jake Gyllenhaal—they're not looking for an award for Jake Gyllenhaal for what? For being ripped? Yeah. I don't think you get awards for that. Otherwise, Jason Statham Live would be all a <laughs> award. <for him. laughs> right. I stand corrected.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then I've never received a reward. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with that. Since we're talking Roadhouse. Okay. All right. So the big thing here is the director of Roadhouse has spoken out and is boycotting Sundance as a result because Amazon deceived him in what type of movie he was making. He was given this budget and told, this movie will go to theaters. You are making a theater-released film. That's what the budget's for. That's what we're doing. And then the movie's done it comes time to promote, and they say, "No, this is just going to go to streaming." Right, and he believes that he has made a theatrical-worthy film, um, and the, there's hype around Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in this, which, for whatever reason, you don't seem to
0: believe, <laughs>
1: but there's hype around Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in this. Why do you keep winking at me <laughs> when you say Jake Gyllenhaal? I nudge, nudge <laughs> you know what I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, and he's really upset.
0: What,
2: what? And I think this is, you know, the directors have to stand up. I think what he needs to do is call Gal Gadot and find out the name of her attorney, and Due to Amazon, what Gal Gadot did to Warner Brothers with Wonder Woman, Uh-oh. and say, "Hey, give me my slice." You know, I, I didn't get paid to do to make a movie that wasn't going to release be released in theaters. Was that no? That was um. That was uh. It
1: was Scarlett Johansson? Oh, it was for for uh. Wasn't that Black Widow? Who played Wonder Woman? Well, that was Gal Gadot. But I thought that. Scarlett Johansson was the one that, that sued over the dual release um, loss of income
2: well either way I don't, I, don't, I don't know which one it was I thought it was Gal Gadot but I could be wrong but the point is like, I, I think the director needs to learn the lesson that, that other people have learned in the last two years which is when you sign a contract you need to know ahead of time what it is and if it's not going to be what it is then you need a plan B in your compensation right. package Right. I mean Jesus I think that's page one of working in Hollywood now yeah, if he, if he wasn't prepared for that that question, like and and those alternatives and um, contingencies, then shame on him for being a moron and not thinking ahead.
1: Well, I think the difference the difference here is that they're saying that you know when when Amazon makes a streaming movie, mm. like it doesn't get the attention, right? The but, like, so there was no hint that
2: this wasn't going to go. Nothing, and, and it's like, and apparently it's tested really well, and. When you release a movie anywhere other than theatrical, it never gets the attention.: Yeah, like that's the power and the beauty of theatrical. If you would like to release your movie on a television program, then that's going to be appropriately promoted yeah. on TV.: So let's talk about Roadhouse. You didn't like the trailer?: No, the trailer was fine. it was it was cool, and, and there were some some chuckles to it, and no, I, I would not say that I didn't like it. I just, I when I glanced down at the list, I thought, okay, that might be one that was a little, but you're right, Sleeping Dogs was worse. Oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah, so R- Roadhouse was good, and I, I could see myself watching this movie. Mm-hmm. It's, what's, he has the same character's name as the original Roadhouse. Oh, I think, but I can't remember what it is. Dalton. Yeah. And then there are some other similarities, but for the most part, it, it's basically a totally reworked, it's what, the same premise, the, a very similar plot, but... Totally, otherwise, totally revert. Yeah. There's like little bits of throwbacks, but basically different. I don't know. It looked like fun. I, w- I would watch it. Okay.
1: All right. Well, remember that from when we review trailers. I'll try. Okay. Anyone But You, <laughs> a movie that's still in theaters. Indeed. Is getting re released mm.
2: with a special Valentine's Day edition. Right. So, Anyone But You started out in the middle of the road at Christmas time mm-hmm. and then. During the Christmas break, like, it didn't open up great, but during the Christmas break, it only actually got stronger. And Mm. we actually, on its second week, moved it to a larger auditorium. Really? Yeah. And then on its third week, we moved it to a yet larger auditorium, which was probably a little too big for it. So it's coming back down to a medium auditorium. But my point is, this is a movie that did not open great but has had legs like crazy. Mm. And so we're going to definitely, like, basically by... By me committing to hold to opening the Valentine's day edition, what I'm saying is, yeah, I'll hold it for another two weeks and get it through till February 14th. Um, but what the studio, this is from Sony, what Sony's done, which I think is really smart is they're like, okay, we have a great product and it's a perfect date movie. You know, it's a great product for Valentine's day and the weekend before and after Valentine's day. So, We can't just, it would be lazy to just leave it in there and hope it, you know, hope some people come to it. So what they're doing is they're giving it some extra juice. There's bonus content and there's a little introduction from the two stars. You know, hey, thanks for coming out on Valentine's Day. Like a little extra juice, you know, that I think people will appreciate and enjoy. So... Anyone But You, the Valentine's edition, comes out on February 9th and plays at all three Penn Cinema locations. And I, it, it's definitely... I'm not saying it's news, because it was never our number one title. It was never even in the top three, I don't think. But it's definitely an interesting example of a movie that opened up in the middle of the pack and has had really strong legs you mm-hmm. know, all the way through. And I think it's cool that Sony is tacking on a little extra uh, bonus coverage, bonus content... Um, for the Valentine's Day stuff.
1: And I've heard positive things. Oh, everyone,
2: everyone I know has seen it. has been like, oh, it was cute. Never heard anything but good. Yeah. People like this movie. This is a fun, easy date movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of fun, easy date movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tenet is coming back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super <laughs> easy. Right. And, easy and, uh, <laughs> easy, and Tenet. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, to go together. It's the first word you think of when you think of Christopher Nolan. Right. You hardly Could ever have easy. to watch his movies twice <laughs> to figure out what the hell is going on. Now, this is news to me. I would have thought that I was in on this, but this is news to me. So, walk us through what what you're saying here. Uh, Tenet is coming back to theaters for, I think, IMAX
1: specifically. Okay. For one week uh, with like a little package about Dune 2 attached to it. I don't know why these two are connected, other than maybe because it's sci
2: fi ish and. It's Warner Brothers. IMAX. It's the it's Warner's thing. It's just the Warner's thing. Yeah, they're, they're probably using it as a means to promote Dune. Tenet was a real popular IMAX property. Right. It did really so well in IMAX. And they are pushing <laughs> Dune and IMAX hard. Yeah, and, and rightly so. And also, I will say, our pre-sales reflect it. Now, David, did you hear the news about the, the exclusive IMAX sneak for Dune? Boy, your boy didn't just hear the news. He got himself some tickets. Got himself some tickets. Dune 2... which opens up on March 1st, Mm -hmm. is being released one show only, 7 p.m. on February 25th. Yeah. You know what won me
1: over? The time, (laughs) and then it was on the weekend. 7 p.m. And I was like, I can do that. Isn't that Sunday? Yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's not... Right, right. You don't have to get here from work. It's not a real work. I don't have to get home from
1: work and then get out Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: All right, so that's interesting. So good for Warner Brothers for doing their part I think I think the early indicators are that Dune is going to be a huge title yes I think this is going to be they're going to be glad they pushed it from November
1: yes and they I, I would not be surprised if they're like "Oh, well, maybe our original release plan for Dune 1 was a mistake right where well, they released it on
2: HBO mm-hmm. yeah maybe they should call Gal Gadot yeah what up <laughs> what up gal and what's the other guy's name it was a director oh no. you didn't we didn't know it Director of Roadhouse. Director of Roadhouse. What was your first day in Hollywood, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Did you get off the bus last night? What's going on with you? (laughs) I also saw the big news this week. They're like
1: Zendaya said she'd come back for Doom Three. It's like, well, yeah, Yeah. like these are legacy
2: characters. Like, of course she's signed on to come back. Right. In wildly successful franchises. Yeah. I think it's funny. Like every now and then you get that when when it's like it it makes sense. Like when a movie's twenty years old. And they're like, "Oh, so and so said they'd come back to revise Porky's," you know. (laughs) Right. But, but like, we didn't even release the second one yet, and the biggest star of the movie is what you know. Now, to her credit, I think the comment, the quote that I heard from her, when asked about if she would come back for Dune three, the quote started with the two words, "Of course." Yeah. Like, almost like, what, what yeah. kind of dumb question is that? Of course I'll be here.
1: Right. I'd be more surprised if they were like, she's going to come back for Dune 4, because I'd be like, wait a sec, her character dies in the third one. Way to spoil it for the rest of us, David. I know. The more surprising Jesus. thing would be is if they were like, Jason Momoa is back for Dune 3. Right. <laughs> because. He died in Dune
2: 1. But he comes back. <laughs> what if he came back for Dune 3 as Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. What a whole big thing where they don't sort
1: of recognize him, right? So maybe that's why you look
2: different. Who's that guy coming out of the water? <laughs> yeah, where would the water come from on Dune? Right, the planet with no water. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my God, that's right. brilliant. So speaking of Dune, yes, tell me. You know, the, the Dune is fraught with controversy. Oh my God, yes. have you seen the popcorn? Yes,
1: containers. Please walk us through. Are it. you getting the popcorn containers? Probably. Talk me out of it. Okay. The dune popcorn containers are made to look like you're sticking your hand through a sandworm with all its crystal, uh, crisp knife teeth mm. to get your popcorn. Right. But what it looks like is a flashlight. <laughs> a lot of people are like, ah, ah, what is going on here? With this uh, design. Like, did nobody stop for a second?
2: Did nobody ask the internet's teenage (laughs) viewers, what does this remind you of? Yeah,
1: does any, (laughs) just no one look at, no one looked at this and thought, maybe that's a, what? Ah." I wouldn't be surprised if that, if that gets canned. You think? Yeah. Look, I'm not one to get the popcorn things, but if this happens, I might have to get it just because of like
2: <laughs> the like, so, like a piece right, of history. Right. Like you know. You know what we never talked about? We had a great popcorn container for Saw X. Oh really? For Saw Ten. It lit up. There was like a little button. It it was just a simple I think it was four sided, but it might have been round. But um there was a little switch on the bottom when the clicked and it, it had like four windows on it and each window was like a scene from the movie oh, wow. or some throwback to the movie. And it they, it lit up. And I thought it was like super cool. Yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, this current controversy notwithstanding, I think the whoever's in charge of making popcorn buckets has upped their game. Like they're doing a good job. And they're getting crazy. Like I didn't really, I guess uh, AMC's buckets are like insanely expensive
1: and people collect them. Yeah. And it's just like,
2: wow. Yeah. Well, our buckets sell for a lot of money. But then, if we find out you're a collector, there costs a hundred bucks, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. just to make you feel good, because you right. know we want to enhance like that you, experience. you gotta, I feel like you earned <laughs> it. We're gonna sell this one to this kid for twenty bucks, right? And then when you step up to the cash register, we we see your collector card and we charge you hundred and fifty dollars. Right. It's gonna be so, hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> right. but no popcorn. No, 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 no popcorn. No, no, you don't want to, you don't want to oil it up. What are you gonna get grease in your popcorn bucket? Yeah. No, you could go home, put that on your shelf next to the other hundred and fifty dollar popcorn buckets, right? <laughs> And you're gonna be like, look at this, look where I yeah. spent my money. Yeah, and then someday you're gonna be dating some girl, and, and you're gonna turn your head. You're gonna look away for one minute, and when you look back, she's gonna have your popcorn bucket full of popcorn and nachos and cheese and shit, and or, that's, that's gonna be the end of her. Worse
1: yet, she's gonna have she's gonna you're gonna turn around, and she's gonna have them all stacked <laughs> right. up in the corner with a trash bag over top. <laughs> like, <so you> can, <laughs> Been there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Excuse me. Excuse me. Last bit of news here. Pharrell recently announced.
2: I thought you were going to just let that sit for a minute. Pharrell.
1: Pharrell recently announced he has a movie about his life coming out from Focus Features. But the big thing is the movie will be Stop Motion Lego.
2: and you know what it's going to be called? What's that? B to the U to the double double T. A butt of off. What? What? A butt of off.
1: Uh-huh. It's titled Piece by Piece. And he quoted it Who would have thought that playing with Legos as a kid would evolve into a movie about my life? It's proof that anyone else can do it.
2: I think this is awesome. I think this is one of those examples of like, people are the best. <laughs> I'm always saying people are the worst. Yeah, you know? yeah. All the time. Right. But really people are the best. Like, like who thinks of this? I just think it's brilliant. I think it's like, I can't wait to see it. I don't know if it's going to be a good movie or not. And I don't know what's so special about his life. You know, yeah. he's a very popular star and that's cool. And I think just doing a Lego makes it yeah, Im- impressive. Exactly. You know, yeah. it makes me intrigued and like, and if you get a, I don't know the guy, I'm not an expert, but you don't know Pharrell. I, I've never met him. Come on. I mean, we, have, we have a lot of friends in common. Okay. You know. All right. Now that I that seems but I mean, I'm still surprised. Obviously, I've been to his house a few times and yeah. he's been to mine, but we've never actually connected during those parties. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Um but if if you have this mental image of him, he's a very creative. He's an individualistic. He wears that hat like from Curious George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, man with a big yellow hat. Mm. And he wears that kind of hat. And um hat. Yeah, and he's got that Clap rhythm with the happy ah, song, the like yeah, very creative guy. Thanks. So this, this sounds like a perfect match. I can picture how it's gonna work for him. I think yeah. it's, I, it's fun. Good for you. Can't wait to see it. Well, that's all the news fit
1: to print. Whoa.
0: That
2: was the down low. The down low. It was almost like, am I, is he DJing? I, that's what I was going for. I was going for the David middle school, the, David rapping. Butts you know, awesome. but, but what? What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> wow. What if I stood up and said that at your funeral and the whole congregation?
1: What?
2: What? <laughs> that would be great.
1: What if they all just said it along like, yes. like a Gregorian chant? Yes. To
2: right. to <laughs> be to the U. Right. Be to the U. <laughs> Do you remember what you're supposed to say at my funeral? <sighs> he was an avid endorsement. He was an yes. avid endorsement. Yes, I'm yeah. counting on you to yeah. remember I that. got to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the odds are, statistically, you're going to be at mine more than I'm going to be at yours.
1: Let's not assume anything. (laughs) (laughs) I do a lot of dumb
0: things.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got great trailers. We got six trailers. Four of them are solid. One of them is okay. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them, um, I think bad would be the appropriate word. Okay. All right. I would, I'm not going to give it a zero. Start off with the bat. You're going to give it a zero? No. Okay. The movie we're talking about is Sleeping Dogs starring Russell Crowe, and it's basically like this guy gets brain surgery, and then to keep his brain active, he opens up. He's like, what, a retired detective or Something cock, like that. some kind sort of, of agent, and he opens up a cold case and somehow has to re...
1: He's trying to solve a cold case, but I kind of got that, like, Maybe what he's trying to solve isn't real. Like it's part of an, an like, right? Like a the, mental
2: breakdown, right? Or like a dream. Like, did you ever see Jacob's Ladder? Yes. Where the whole entire movie it turns out is the guy's final second of life. Yeah. Or final microsecond of life. Like it's it. This feels like it might have. There's there's definitely going to be some kind of a twist. It's not just going to be a straightforward cop show. Right. In my opinion.
1: Right. This looks like the type
2: of movie
1: I would watch. On a Saturday afternoon at home. Yep. Maybe fall asleep. Yep.
2: Catch the ending and still know what happened. Right. Yeah, this is the kind of movie I watch with my finger on the fast forward button. Mm. Yeah. You ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay.
1: Let's talk about Monkey Man Mm. next. This is a Dev Patel uh, directed, Jordan Peele produced film. Looks kind of cool. This looks amazing. I yeah. cannot wait to see this. Like I, I'm glad that it's just a guy in a monkey suit. Right, me too. Because I thought, oh, it's going to be a guy. No, with a monkey right, head. that's going to be lame. But no, it was. It, it's definitely about a guy kind of like working his ranks up through the, like, taking out the mobs and stuff. Mm. Looks amazing. Trying to defend weak people. Yeah. Trying to bring justice. And I like that he's not the epitome of tough guy like he goes to jump through the window and he bounces right (laughs) Right, off Right, that's (laughs) that's perfect yeah 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 so i monkey man is a big runner out for my trailer of the week same this was hard for me yes there were four trailers here like the monk from monkey man moving up Are all trailers that I I could... Because we already did Roadhouse. Oh, we already
2: did Roadhouse? Yeah. Okay. So,
1: Monkey Man moving up. These were all contenders for me.
2: These were all contenders. Let's start with the next one, which I would get. This is going to expose my guess. This is my guess for the next trailer that you really, really liked, but also landed as a runner-up for Trailer of the Week. Is I'm talking about Ricky Stenicki. Yeah, this was... (sighs) right yeah this looks this movie looks hilarious and great and funny and stressful like but in a good way you know in a fun way you know what is this are you telling me this is is kind of my trailer this is is your trailer of the week okay
1: t-o-t-w which is which is is crazy which means which is why i'm disappointed that you think it's not coming to
2: theaters it might
1: yeah yeah
2: but it might not it didn't say anything about theaters on the trailer so the, At the end of the trailer, it said Prime, and the only place I've ever seen ads for it is on Prime. The, the premise behind Ricky Stenicki—it's—it's mm. a—it's a creative. It's the first time we've seen this.
1: Yes, three guys uh, who are all married, all have a friend, Ricky Stenicki. They're a group of four best friends, and every now and then, Ricky—some Ricky Snicky's Ricky has always been there for them. Oh yeah, grew he's up the together. best. Every now and then he needs help, and the and the three of them got to go
2: out of town. So at the beginning of this trailer, they're in the kitchen, and the is it is that Zach Efron? Who's the good yeah. looking? Yeah, he gets this phone call. Oh my God, Ricky's in the hospital. Of course, the cancer's know, back. The cancer's back. You know, yeah. and the wives are like, "Well, you got to go to Ricky." And then it turns out they're just going on a on a uh, trip, weekend away to Vegas or Ricky something. Ricky Sinicky
1: never existed. Right,
2: does not exist and never did exist.
1: And it was a lie they told. Years and years ago right. that they've just right. harped on. right? And then, of course, on this this one trip out, the guy's wife goes into labor and they all have to, like, run back. And then there's lots of questions why they couldn't get a hold of them, Right. And then people are like, we couldn't find any record of Ricky Snicky in any hospital. Like, where were you? Right. And so they hire a stripper. A male. A male stripper, played by John Cena, to... Uh, pretend to be Ricky Stinecki and then this like crazy guy gets
2: stuck in their life. So John Cena, they, they successfully hire this guy, John Cena. Yeah. Fill him in, complete every detail on the backstory. Right. So that he can successfully parade around, charade as Ricky Stinecki. Mm-hmm. But they get more than they bargained for because he enters their lives big time. And then when the gig is up, he doesn't leave. Yeah. For example, their boss, played by incredibly talented William H. Macy, yeah. um, hires Ricky Stanicky. Because he's so impressed <laughs> by him. Because he's so impressed by him. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you've got to leave. And he's right. like, I'm Ricky Stanicky. I'm Ricky Stanicky. <laughs> no, I agree. This was a great trailer. It looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Next one up, we had okay, this movie, I
1: almost, started, I almost teared. Which one? I did, it's called One Life. Mm-hmm. And
2: at the end of the trailer, I went, <gasps> Because you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and, and I started it, to. Like, ruined
1: it for me. I ruined it for you. It, oh! It ruined, ruined it for me. Yeah.
2: He should have left that
1: out of the trailer. I think so too. But so it's, it's it's the story of a guy during World War II. I'm assuming. Yeah, the Holocaust. Yeah. yeah. He saved a bunch of kids, but he didn't save as many as he thought he could. So now, as an older
2: man, he's filled with regret and remorse because he didn't do enough, even though he did so much. So much.
1: Yeah, and these people are kind of like doing a report on his life, and he's trying to figure out how he can do more still. Right. And the part that we're talking about is he's at a show, a
2: live filming of— He's in a studio yeah. audience, in the front row of a studio audience, watching a television program being recorded. About him. About him. Yeah. He's not on the show. He's just in the studio audience. Right, front row. Right. And then they
1: say, anyone
2: here who was affected
1: by— or, or, Helped by this man, please stand up and the cameras turn around
2: and you know it's
1: going to be the whole, the whole audience. audience, right? Yeah,
2: and yeah. I'm laughing because I thought you were going to say anyone who's been helped by Ricky Stenicky. By Ricky Stenicky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this movie looks amazing. It's not my trailer of the week because I will say, and I, I say this with all due respect we've seen Anthony Hopkins in this role before yeah. the movie looks a little bit predictable formulaic, you know, like, good, but like, formulaic. you know, it's, it's right. Good. It looks really well made and it's from Bleecker street. So, you know, it's going to be really well made. Um, and Anthony Hopkins, who could say anything bad about him? He's amazing, right. but it also made me feel like, all right, well, whatever, you know, yeah. this is going to be a good, this is going to be a good movie, but not good enough for me to be trailer of the week and, and nothing interesting about it that I hadn't seen before.
1: This final trailer that we're going to talk about was my trailer of the week until I saw Ricky Stanicky and laughed.
2: This final trailer is my trailer of the week. Yeah. It looks insanely powerful. Go ahead and tell us about it. So this movie is called Tuesday, and it stars primarily uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and a young actress who I think nobody knows. I think a new, uh, you know, introducing so-and-so, and uh, the daughter, who's what, in her 20s? Yeah, or, or late teens, you know, adult enough to be to be able to relate well to her mom, but not you know that old, and she has some sort of terrible cancer, and what, and this is the story about the relationship of Julia Louis Dreyfus helping her daughter through the the dying process. Really, it seems like, yeah. But what what has me so hooked on this trailer is there's uh, some sort of you want to believe it's imaginary, but then. There's a bird that comes into the daughter's room. I think he's a representation of the Grim Reaper. Okay. So the Grim Reaper comes in as a parrot. Yeah. And then, but also shrinks down to where is either invisible or can be in her pocket or, you know, whatever. And then the, the mom thinks the daughter's going crazy because she hears the daughter in her room talking to someone, but there's nobody in there. So then finally the daughter uh, asks this parrot to reveal itself to the mom he does, or she does, or it does. And um, it just looks pretty wild. Like it looks yeah. incredibly heavy. Julie Louis-Dreyfus looks incredible in this movie. Yeah. You know, she doesn't look her normal, glamorous, hilarious, beautiful self. She looks more like an actress, you know, who's portraying a, a mother who's going through something awful, gut-wrenching uh, with her daughter. And this movie looks amazing it's it really from, does it's from a24 it's simply called Tuesday and I can't wait I can't wait to watch it yeah bring your tissues I think yeah but also I will say the the young actress who we don't know she looked incredible in it too like she you know she has a she has a she wherever she came from she has acting chops you can just tell from a mile away yeah
1: there's a kind of a cute opening to the trailer where she's
2: like trying to talk to the
1: Julia Lewis-Dreyfus about dating. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. she's like, I don't, he's like, I don't know how to date. And she's like, you don't know how to flirt. And she's like, you had to come from somewhere. <laughs> Where do you think you came from? <laughs>
2: yeah, and the daughter's trying to show her how to use Tinder or something like, yeah, that. Or something like and, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's good. All right, so my trailer week is Tuesday. David's trailer week is Ricky Stenicki. Yep. Did you see how I didn't say anything there? Wow. Are you the seeing the it's growth? It's called a TV show. I, why would I? It's a movie. They made yeah. a movie. They made a movie. They're going to release it on a streaming platform. Whoa. You know? How do I know people aren't watching their streaming platform? Maybe somebody did build a proper movie theater in their home. I'm not talking about 75, 85-inch TV. I'm talking about maybe, the, maybe, like me, they measure their screens in feet. Yeah. Maybe they have a 40-foot screen. I don't know. How presumptive of me to not, yeah. you know, to, to just assume. How dare yeah. you? Good day, sir. <laughs> well, I never. Right. <laughs> Who was that? Was that Kayla that wrote us in? good day, sirs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, moving on to our movie review this week. This week we watched The Beekeeper, uh, a sleeper hit, I want to call. Oh. Would
2: you call it a sleeper hit? Um, I would call it a sleeper hit. I will say I hope there's a sequel. It was set up perfectly for a sequel. Um. But I will, so I say that so that you don't take what I'm about to say the wrong way. But what I'm about to say is that it's a sleeper hit only because there is no competition. Yeah. Like if this, if this, if this movie got released in the summertime, nobody would have seen it. But would you also, okay, here, I would agree. But I'll also say this
1: was much better than I thought it was going to
2: be. Absolutely. And I think it was much better than everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was it was really good. I think we thought it was going to be, and I, in some ways it was. I think we thought it was going to be like a Jason Statham paycheck movie, um, and in some ways it was. But he was, I thought he was really. Um, there was more to his character. Not that he exhibited any amazing acting moments or anything like that, but his character in general was more. There was more to him. Which
1: is funny because this is what this is what I I said to someone about this movie. I said. Jason Statham started off doing movies just like this and got popular being the, the actor that didn't talk, that was like the, the cool macho man yeah. who just was some macho. Dude. Right. He's some dude, he doesn't talk much. Everyone else tells you about him. It's the same way John Wick is mm-hmm. like popular mm-hmm. for this. Everyone else tells you how badass he is, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to talk it up. But eventually he became such a big name that he wanted to talk more. The problem was the people he made movies for make these kind of movies, right. and not those kind of movies. Right. So it's not that he can't act; it's just he just went in. He just transitioned into movies that weren't written well. I'll stand by that. Okay. I will stand by that. He could, and he and as a result, got locked in as the guy who was in these movies that weren't written well.
2: I I heard one person say, and I wonder if this is the same thing that you're saying, is that this is Jason Statham coming back to the Jason Statham from the transporter era.
1: That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. So what he's done here has gone back to what made me a hit. Right. I don't need... I can be the center of attention without being all of the attention. Right, right. And without having to be the actor. Right. And I felt that this this, this was a back to his it's got plot holes it's got like <laughs> stretches you know whatever right but it was fun like when he come on when he tied the guy to the truck and then drove the truck off the off the bridge and then like you the slack was going before it pulled him that was great
2: and then when the truck was in the air and it was pulling that dummy <laughs>
1: pulling the guy with <laughs> the dummy behind it yeah right. yeah no it was just it was just fun. it was back
2: to back to fun. So here's what here. I like my favorite, because you brought up that scene, is that the bad guy in that scene moments before was on the phone with his boss, and his boss was going, "Are you crying?" And the guy goes, "I'm not crying. I'm bleeding." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just little things like that. It was great. So premise of the movie, just real
1: quick. Jason Statham is a beekeeper, and he rents some land
0: from a very nice
1: lady on a farm Felicia Rashad and she's like I'm like your new mom I'm and gonna then, make you dinner and take care of you right and then she gets scammed out of all of her money she runs ch- she's in charge of the money for a charity she, she clicks on the wrong thing by a hacking group or whatever. yeah and they take all the money from the charity right millions of dollars and as a result she doesn't know what to do and so she kills herself um and um, out of guilt, I'm assuming.
2: I think that's the biggest plot hole of the whole movie. Yeah, she was, but, so but whatever. Someone in charge of that much money would not. Somebody that good. I mean, she had like obviously. community of people who cared about her and she, you know, that she was around and she had a daughter that she loved and, you know, she had all these, she she had this beekeeper in her life that, you know, it's not like she, whatever, I'm not trying to pick on it, but that just seems like that's that's the most unbelievable part of a whole entirely unbelievable film. It would have made more sense if they would have come to her house and killed her. Right. If there was some, right, exactly. Some standoff.
1: So anyway, he goes over for dinner. She dead. She did. And at first they think it's him, but he's not. Then it turns out that the beekeepers are a super elite. Assassin group semi run by the government. They're above everyone else. And there's, I guess maybe only ever one. Right. And they protect the hive. Right. They do the things that other people can or whatever, but they do it so crazy. And like over the top. Right. Like you're like, how could this possibly be kept a secret? You know, um,
2: And so he's like, I'm going to take these guys out. And that is all you need to know. Yeah. And then he goes after one level, and that leads to another level. It's like a video game. You know, he beats up these guys, and it turns out, oh, now he goes after their boss, and he blows up this building and goes after their boss. And um, there were a couple twists, which we won't comment on here, but did you see that coming? You knew who who the bad guy's mom was going to be, right? Yeah. Like, that started filling itself in. Um, But then you glossed over what i felt or you didn't even gloss over you just haven't have not mentioned what i thought was the weakest link of the whole movie and What's i hope that? she gets replaced the daughter the, the daughter? fbi daughter i thought she i didn't i didn't think that person was well cast no. i didn't buy her as a tough guy i didn't buy her as a loving daughter i didn't buy her as anything i don't know where i would see her, like maybe i could see her like in a romantic comedy or you know something lighter or whatever but she did not. I she did was not, not tough. She was not tough or compelling or anything. Yeah. Um. There were some good, there were some good, there were some well-written exchanges between her and her FBI man partner, you yeah. know, the guy with the goatee. He was good. Um. But yeah, I didn't like her. I thought she was the weak link of the whole movie. So this. I hope that there's a beekeeper too. And I hope that she's not part of it. Yeah. Or maybe she even gets recast.
1: Yeah. I mean, she wouldn't need to be because it wouldn't be about
2: his mom. Ma, right, right, right.
1: So, this made me realize that these classic Jason Statham movies...
2: Transporter. Yeah.
1: They all have a formula. Oh. Right? Tell me. And so, in 20 years, Statham's still going to be making movies, and we're still going to be wondering how old he is because he's one of those people that's been bald <laughs> since they were 12. All right. Right? And... He's going to be making these movies. And, and the formula is there's a young, way too way too young for the amount of power they have, Gangster. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. And they make a mistake yeah. involving Jason Statham's character. And then there's oh, an boy. older, oh, yeah. I don't want to have anything to do with you, but for whatever reason, I'm obligated to help you in this situation, Gangster. Who understands how awful. And that person, at first, doesn't realize Jason Statham's involved, but then does. And the line's always like, for the beekeeper, it was like, you messed with the beekeeper, the, the, the gangsta, young gangster, what does that
2: mean? He protects the hive. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, and then the young guy says, are you scared? And the old guy says, I'm terrified. Right. And you should be too. Right, but you only need the beginning part.
1: So what I'm getting at is in 20 years, because it's always a job that's not totally antiquated, but just enough that the current generation that the gangster, young gangster is, they wouldn't think anything of it, Mm. right? So in 20 years, what's that job going to be? Because I, I, so I then I was like, (sighs) you upset the Uber Eats driver. Uber Eats. (laughs) What's that mean? He brings you your last meal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or you know, you upset the lift driver. What? Why is that a big deal? He drives you to your grave. <laughs> because it's always a, it's always like a tagline. So here's what I want for listeners: podcast at pensiva. <laughs> Write in your best three line. He's a what? And then ke- and then corny catchphrase for whatever job that in and it can be something that's a popular job now like he's a software engineer what why is that a big deal he'll write your death code or something like that you
2: know like give me something he's a grave digger yeah. Why is that big? Because he digs your grave. Yeah, so not that, <laughs> Wait, That's not that's, that's not right. a good... That's a bad He's an assassin. Right. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> right. right. He kills people. He kills. What? What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. all right. at PennCinema.com. Right, Give me the yeah. best Jason Statham future movie. All right. So, oh. Beekeeper. Best movie I've ever seen. Best movie I've ever seen.
2: Nice. All right. Moving on. Penn, what is up what? with you? What's going on with you? What's up? What's up? I'll tell you what's going on with me, David. Yeah. I... I don't know if you can relate to this. I know that you can. Probably not. I know that you can, I but can? the problem is, I think it probably happens for you more often because you 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 watch more content, don't you? Wouldn't you say that you typically you maybe watch more content than yeah, I do? Yeah, I probably you do. See more shows. I started a, a series, and I'm not. It's not great. I'm not saying like, oh my god, you guys have to see this, hmm. but I started watching Love and Death with Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy um, Jesse Plemons. Okay. This. It's, it's not again it's not awesome but I got hooked on it and binge watched the entire it's a miniseries I think there's seven parts and I watch all seven parts in one day what's the premise it's really it's based on a true story and the premise is this man and this woman have an affair but it starts out they show like every painful detail of the affair it's not just like you know oh, oh they, yeah, they got yeah, together yeah. and hooked okay. up in some hotel room they they're friends and they're they know each other's spouses and you know they're um. In the same choir together, and they, there's a pastor involved. They make like
1: a contract for their they, affair. They right? have
2: like a list of rules for themselves. It's super awkward, but they end up becoming incredibly good friends. And of course, they do hook up in a variety of motels, and they have all kinds of you know uh, illicit affairs together. But then they break it off because it's starting. They're getting along so well. It's it's impacting the man's relationship with his wife. And he's like, oh, but I love Betty and blah, blah, blah. And so they agree to call it off and they do. After they agree to call it off, the girl, the woman's husband finds a love letter that the, the, her boyfriend had written to her. So now the husband is in, knows that like she's cheating on him. And then there's this whole awkward thing, they confront each other, but they stay together, they go to marriage counseling. Both couples actually end up going to marriage counseling. Well, anyway, the, at the end of the, you know, the, when it all, co- so you're led to believe by the music and the writing that Elizabeth Olsen is gonna lose her mind and end up killing Jesse Plemons. Is, is that what you thought was gonna, either that or he was gonna kill her? You know what I mean? Like you, you definitely, oh, at the beginning of the very first episode, you're shown a bloody scene of murder. Okay. You know, so, but don't know who was killed? You don't know who was killed, a la White Lotus. And then it says two years earlier. And, it, and the rest of the movie starts two years, or the rest of the series, starts two years earlier and works its way up to the murder. But then what's interesting is it continues well past the murder and goes through the entire um, courtroom trial oh. where she's tried for murder the person who got killed is her boyfriend, the the husband that she was cheating with his wife. And what happened was, uh, Elizabeth Olson went to the wife's house to get a something. And, um, the wife confronted her and Elizabeth Olson, um, admitted everything. And then this woman went nuts and came at her with an ax and, and, and in the, the process of fighting with this woman Elizabeth Olsen snapped and went into some sort of dissociative disorder rage from her traumatic childhood and lost her mind and cut this woman up to, but bl- like started out defending herself from attack, but then turned it, the whole thing turned around and ended up killing her, but oh. didn't just kill her, like killed her, her, you know, mutilated her. And then she got to go through the whole court. And it was a fascinating courtroom trial anyway. I'm not saying the thing was awesome especially since I just told you guys all the whole plot yeah. but um it was a really it was great cuz I haven't it's been a long time since I stumbled on a show watched the first episode and was excited to keep watching it. So on Netflix or I think it's on Prime. Prime. I'm sorry, it's on HBO. HBO. Yeah, it's definitely on HBO. Speaking of HBO, which is probably why I'm watching, why I watch Love and Death. I'm completely all in on True Detective. The new season or the old? The new stuff. season with Jodie Foster. I am loving it. Nice. And if they had dropped the whole season, because they're doing one episode a week, if they dropped the whole season, I definitely would have binged right. this whole thing. I also started watching your show, The Brother's Son. Yeah, what do you think? I like it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I only, kind of fun. I only watched the first episode, but I'm yeah. like, whatever. It's a good premise, right? Yep. I also. Um, have had The Godfather on while I'm doing laundry and stuff like that just because I, I just love that. It's, you know, it's one of my favorite movies and yeah. I just love having it on and seeing it. And I thought this morning, I thought The Godfather for me is the kind of movie where every scene, from the very first scene, the very first scene comes on and I think to myself, this is the whole, this is, um, this is like the definitive scene of the movie. Every scene. And, but then a the next scene comes on, and I'm like, no, no, no this, this this is the definitive scene of the movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 This, this time, this one here. Yeah. So, um, and then also I think I was telling you before we recorded, we've been, um, moving, Ugh, not you, not None me helping our friends move. You know, <sighs> it's just one of those things. It's like when it pours, it rains. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got all those muscle man rewards. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. why I'm getting so many movies with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. All right, David, what's with you?
1: Dude, what? let me what? What's with me? What? What's with you? What is with me? All right. I... You are a human target. I am a human target. Have you ever heard of the the human target? No. No. Okay, so there was a TV show. So first off, it was a comic, I guess at one point, in the DC realm, which I didn't realize. And then they made a TV show called The Human Target that aired for two seasons ages ago (laughs) that that I really liked. Ages. It had... had, um, Oh, it was ages ago. Hallie...
2: Haley Steinfeld.
1: No, the guy who played who played um, was in the Watchmen. Who played Rorschach was the main character in it.
2: It was a lovely
1: show. It was ages ago. My my son, (laughs) my dear fellow, fellow. as if you knew what I knew. (laughs) But the premise of the Human Target is he's a guy who's so good at at um, disguise. You when you have a threat on your life, you hire him. And he replaces you oh. as a human target gotcha. To and simultaneously oh, tries. That's cool. He's a detective. Simultaneously tries to, to solve who's trying to kill you while being you. And then, you know, in a lot of cases, like rips off the mask, mission impossible style. Yeah. Love you it. Know. Um, but what I didn't realize is that he's in the DC universe and like, most of his comics are like low level, normal, what you would think noir stuff, but they had one that was I don't know a few years ago. It's it's a great because it's a, it's a noir comic, but then it's like the damsel who walks in is like a superhero woman who you know used to be on used to be on the Justice League, and she's yeah. like. I'm trying to find the killer and this and that, you know, that kind of thing. So it's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, I also watched Shin Rider. Which wait, wait, can we go back good. to
2: Human Target? Yeah, yeah. Are you saying that there's a possibility that Human Target could become something that overlaps with the DCU?
1: I mean, they could potentially... He's part of the DC comic right. universe.
2: But, so probably not, but it could. But, it, I mean, okay. he's a character that could... Yeah, that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah. It's... What I'm really liking about the comic is, like, he... Knows the heroes because he's so good at his job, like at protecting people. Mm-hmm. He's like real level, low level associated with the Justice League. So he knows them. And when he needs a doctor, he goes to like the superhero doctor. He doesn't have any powers. Mm. He's just a dude. And so. I got you. He kind of, in, in the in the book I'm reading, he starts a romance with a very low level hero and He's kind of just like fall like on one day he follows her mm. to all her calls to like save people, and she's like, "Why don't you j- jump in?" And he's just like, "I'm not, I'm not a superhero, like I don't have any powers. Like I don't, I don't all I do is jump in front of the bullet. Like I, that's me. Right. Like I'm not yet." Yeah, so, yeah. it's kind of an, an interesting thing. So, uh, moving on, I I watched Shin Rider, which was made by the people who made Shin Godzilla, which was supposed to be like a. More modernized look at Common Rider, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel about David? You can tell us. It was I. I only watched, finished watching it because some of the visual effects were kind of cool, and I just didn't want to miss any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair I, enough. I read "The Fork, The Witch, and The Worm: Tales from Allegasia, Volume One" Aragon by Christopher Paolini. That is a title, but. I really enjoyed it. It was a nice like look back into Elie Al- Al- which is the Aragon books, and uh, I I think I told you about how the library took the one book back. Yeah, uh, which is would have come after this. You are talking about Libby? Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the short this is a book of short stories, and one of the short stories actually evolved to become part of the book that I was reading. So it was kind of interesting oh, that's to see cool. how it had kind of started because yeah. the short story is told from the perspective of this little girl who interacts with the mysterious magical man. And the mysterious magical man is the main character from the other book. So, anyway, that's good. And I started reading A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Maas, which is a big popular series right now. Okay. So it
2: gets... It's a big popular series. It gets steamy. Oh, David, stop it.
1: It's one of those books that, that they read and they go, Ooh. Oh. Is that a dune? Is that a dune cup? <laughs> a popcorn cup? <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, moving on. Next week, we're gonna be off. Before. We're gonna take a much-needed vacation. Yeah, my word. Amen. And we're gonna be back. It's been ages. Yeah, it's good. It's been at least since Christmas. Right. It was last year. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. Um. But we're going to review Argyle. Argyle. I can't wait for Argyle. The more I see about this, the more excited I am for it. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. And something we need to talk about between now and then,
1: what are we doing about Dune? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. What are we doing about Dune? So we'll have to talk about that. Okay. So stay tuned for- That's coming quick. Maybe news. Yeah. Maybe not. I feel like every time I blink, it's another month. Yeah. January went by fast. Sheesh. It's a leap year, so get ready. There's an extra day. There is an extra. Yeah. There is, there is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. February, February. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that extra R. <laughs> February. I hate it's it. It's like Wednesday. It, right, Wednesday. That. that bugs yeah. the hell out of me every yeah. time I have to type. I hate it. Nobody likes it. Nobody does. <laughs>
1: All right, next week is our Look, if you want to be a part of the show, the best yes. way to do that, email us at podcast at
2: But if you want to support the show, Penn, what's the number one way to do that? I'm gonna just. I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna. I'm gonna demonstrate. I'm going to lead by example. Whoa! A lot of times we stand up here, we say this is what you should do, but you know, yeah. this is not this time. Not this time. No, this time's a little different. No. In eastern Pennsylvania, born and raised. On the podcast is where I spent most of my day, <laughs> <laughs> smacking and talking, reviewing and flipping, watching all the trailers.
1: <laughs> How long did this take you? Come up with? I just, I'm just, I just you're just spitting. I'm just spitting. Right. I thought I had the
2: reptile, right. but clearly. <laughs> B to the U to, to the, the double double D. What, what? My butt fell
1: off. <laughs> <My>, what? <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> so what I'm saying, David has set the bar. I have raised, the, it. raised it, obviously. And I think what would be most appreciated would be rap about the Penn Cinema podcast yes. and set it probably to the Fresh Prince I mean, obviously, the, co- copyright free. Does obviously. that even need to be said? Yeah. You yeah. know, no, it doesn't need to be said. It's no. it's assumed. Yeah. Um, If you're not musically inclined, if you're not rapalicious, <laughs> weird, like <laughs> like the rest of us, <laughs>
1: rapolicious. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 Delicious. <laughs> <Sing> vicious. See, vicious. <laughs> Do some dishes. I'm the rhinoceros. <laughs> Hip hop eponymous I. What I love about you rapping is I picture you rapping with your full suit and your briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Clearly. Right. How else would you rap? I wish that you were born in Bed Stuy, so you could have been part of the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I'm often like,
1: why wasn't I born in Bedside? <laughs> right, so I could be part of the BC Boys.
2: Right. Because obviously, I mean, it goes without saying you're you're just a tiny bit younger than them. Tiny bit. You know where yeah. where were you during the '70s? Exactly. <laughs> right. You where know? was I <laughs> right. during the '70s? The '70s would have been so much better if we were part of it. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Why wasn't I born in That's days? one of the things I liked about that show that I was telling you about, Love and Death. It took place between 1978 and 1980, which is such an awkward time mm. for fashion and home decor. Oh my and gosh. like all the trends were so super awkward. But I could totally relate to them because they reminded me of my youth. And the soundtrack for this show is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So anyway, wrap us a Rappalicious dinner treat. Yeah. And we'll see you on the street. And if you're not so inclined... To drop a beat. Then when you get to the end, tell a friend. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Well, once again for the Pens in a podcast. <laughs> what, you get in there? I can't. I can't. I that's can't, it. That's I, it. That, that's too good.
1: It's too good. Once again for the Pens in a podcast. I'm even
2: welcome. Be... Pen uh, catch Take, take care, care and party, party on. on.
0: Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.